0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Alasquatch. Hope everybody's doing good out there. Summer's kind of winding down. At least it is up here. Oh, my gosh, there's a moose right (laughs) at my window. Okay, well, that was a little different. I looked up from the mic and there's a moose staring at me. (laughs) There's a little calf, probably this year's calf. Ah, that was kind of, that was a little different. I'll, uh, I tell you what, uh, when I post this episode to Facebook, I will add a couple of pictures in the comments of the moose, but, uh, you got to promise me that you're going to ignore how dirty my window is. Cause it's a, it's a basement window <clears throat> and basically, um, every time I mow, of course it gets like grass thrown on it. And then the cat, when the cat's outside, if I'm down here and he sees me, he likes to like paw at the window cause I guess he thinks I'll let him in or something. So. The, the window's pretty filthy but um it's uh it, it was a <laughs> that was pretty cool. I I just happened to look up and there was somebody, you know, you get that feeling that somebody's looking at you. <laughs> I looked up and there was a moose standing there. So anyway, uh man, I'm like a minute in and I'm already distracted. Uh I wanted to talk about a couple of different things today. And I wanted to make uh sure and remind everybody that the boreal bigfoot expo is coming up on september 4th uh that's just that's less than a month away folks uh if you're making plans to attend you might want to be sure and pick up your tickets i know uh when jesse was on here last week she was saying that the expedition tickets are almost gone so if you want to plan on uh, going on that you might want to go ahead and pick those up and it wouldn't hurt to uh pick up your tickets for the event as well because who knows uh, the closer time gets you know the more they're going to sell. So you don't want to miss out. Uh, There's going to be some cool speakers there. There's going to be some cool events. Also, Adam Davies is going to be there, as well as Stephen Major. Uh, We'll be able to regale you with stories of uh, Port Chatham and other uh, Adams international travels. Uh, He's been all over the place, all over the world, uh, looking for different cryptids and adventuring, and he's got some awesome stories to tell. Also, I wanted to remind everybody to check out the Alasquatch YouTube channel. I've been releasing a video every Friday of my adventures in Washington. Uh, When I, after the Medellin Falls Bigfoot Conference, I took to the woods, uh, did some uh, squatching, and uh, hooked up with uh, Bigfoot of Stevens County, uh, Will Ulmer, uh, also with uh, Aaron West and Marshall White, and uh, we were checking out an area called Sasquatch Alley. So be sure and uh, head over to my YouTube page. I think I've got like six parts of that up right now. And uh, they start to get interesting. Um, well, right around, I think part three is uh, I found a, I found a possible track in an area called Gypsy Meadows. If you want to uh, see that track, you got to head over and watch the video. And let's see. What else do I want to get into before I get into the main topic today? Man, I should have. Wrote some notes down. Oh, yeah. I wanted to mention, if you head over to the com and go to the store, that uh, we now have Alaskwatch Podcast shirts in stock. Uh, we went through, I, I could do a podcast, an episode just on the the trials and tribulations of getting shirts made. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not a retail guy. I'm, I've no, I mean, I've worked in retail, you know, in the past but just kind of as a, as a peon I've never actually had to worry about you know acquiring stock and selling it and stuff like that I'm, I'm not a I'm not a retail guy so there was a, a, a big challenge for me to find the right kind of shirt and you know not only am I not a retail guy I'm also not a clothing guy So it was extra challenging for me, you know, to just kind of get into that field and and see what the options were. And I wanted to keep them affordable. Um, You know, I'm a big fan. There's a lot of uh, t-shirt companies out there, especially veteran on t-shirt companies. And I'm I'm a big fan of them. And I, I love their shirts. But holy cow, are they expensive? They're like $30 for a shirt. And I just I was like, I am not charging $30 for my shirt. I just cannot do it. Uh, It's ridiculous. And I, of course, you know, at the time we didn't know it. My my wife designed the Alasquatch logo and it's very colorful and it's very, you know, it's cute and it's awesome. And I love it. But little, you know, little did we know, (laughs) no one was as surprised as I to find out that the more colors that you have on your logo, the more expensive it is basically to get it put on a shirt. So that was kind of news to us. And we ended up, I, I, at one point I just gave up. I was like, you know what? I'm not doing it. I'm not doing the shirts. I'm not doing it. And I had gotten some quotes for some different businesses, uh, some local businesses and some that weren't local. And surprisingly, um, I was able to find something that worked for me finally. And it's actually um, a veteran owned company. Uh, it's called Chosen Few Apparel. Uh, the gentleman that owns the company, Mike, uh, he worked with me uh, really closely. Um, we we talked almost every day for a couple weeks. Uh, you know, he was telling me about the process and just going through things and, and explaining to to me how it worked. And we were able to um, get a, get a quote from him that worked for us, so we wouldn't be able to we wouldn't have to charge an outrageous amount for the shirts. And uh, he really been over backwards for us. So, if you guys, if you're into that kind of thing, if you're a veteran or uh, if you're a friend uh, to law enforcement, uh, check out his website at chosenfewapparel.com and peruse some of his. They're decently priced shirts, they're great shirts. He's got some really cool uh, logos and and graphic tees on there, and he's got other things like accessories, and he does stickers. So if you're into that kind of thing, or if you're looking at having shirts made, reach out to him. Uh, you know, he'll do right by you. He's a good guy, and uh, really happy with the deal he made us on the shirts. So head on over to the Alaska Watch Store, mm-hmm. take a look at them, and yeah, buy a shirt. You know, help support the podcast. Uh, every time you guys buy something off the website, uh, it goes to uh, you know help me. Um, Just get out in the field, have my little adventures, uh, put a little food in my belly and, uh, you know, hopefully buy some more equipment. So it, it never it never hurts to, to support things that you uh, you uh, enjoy. I always try and make a point of it, especially small businesses and uh, veteran owned businesses. So, yeah, uh, chosenfewapparel.com and thealaskwatchpodcast.com. Uh, check those places out and uh, throw some shekels their way if you're so inclined. If you've got a little extra scratch laying around, I've also got some really cool stickers and magnets in the uh, Alaska Watch store that we just um, that we just got in uh, not too long ago. They're pretty pretty cool. If I do say so myself, I, I think uh, they're pretty neat. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Man, it feels like I, even though I'm doing like a show a week, it feels like I haven't really like got to talk about anything, I guess, personal on the, on, on the show for a while. Um, <clears throat> we went out to area a recently. And for those of you that aren't uh, familiar, there's a episode, a few episodes back, uh, called talking area a with Rob Roy Menzies. And, uh, we sat down and we talked about this area here in Alaska. It's on the Kenai Peninsula. It's a very remote property. You can't get there except by boat. And, uh, we are, we were contacted and, and eventually became friends with the owner and the owners, uh, you know, he's a very professional gentleman. Uh, he doesn't want any attention. Uh, he wants to remain anonymous and he invited us out. Um, Rob's actually been out there, uh, three or four times and I've been out there twice now. <clears throat> and we, the first time I went out was back in April and there wasn't a whole lot going on. And I know, you know, the owner was kind of disappointed, um, uh, in the amount of activity he was, like, he was like, so he invites me out to this beautiful, oh, it's so nice. It's nicer than a lot of people's houses. He invites me out to this nice, beautiful cabin. Uh, he feeds me, you know, and then, uh, this, this, this time he takes me out, he invites me out there, takes me fishing, feeds us, you know, treats us, treats us great. And, uh, you know, the property is just amazing. And, uh, he's all apologizing to us, uh, because not much is going on. And I'm like, dude, people, people pay a lot of money for this type of treatment. (laughs) Like this is, this is great. You know, like I'm not complaining at all. I'd come out here, even if there weren't any squashes. So, um, we went out this time and again, uh, much like in April, not a whole lot going on. Although I do have some audio I need to go through. Uh, I have got probably about eight or 10 hours worth of audio. I need to look at, haven't sat down and let's do it yet. Uh, but we did get out and we're exploring around Rob Roy and I, and, uh, the intrepid Rob Roy Menzies from the Bigfoot art gallery in Palmer, Alaska. Check it out. And we got out and we went on, geez, I don't even remember how long it was. It was probably, it was probably really, honestly, it was probably only like a two mile hike. But the terrain was so rough, it it was probably, it was closer to five, uh, you know, realistically, like the up and down and all that. Uh, We went and climbed a lot of hills. I mean, at some points we were like clawing up these hills on our hands and knees. And uh, we just kind of, we wanted to get to some areas where there, you know, was some difficult terrain. And it was, we went in a direction basically where a lot of the activity when there is activity, it's where a lot of the activity originates. So a lot of the, the noises, uh, knocks, screams, etc., rocks being thrown. It happens in that area, kind of to the left of the cabin. So we crawled through there and uh, explored around a little bit. Um, and I can't say, you know, that we found anything uh, earth shattering, but we did. Actually, Rob Roy found a couple of really nice impressions um, in the ground. And one looks very foot-like. And, you know, we, we of course, I just thought we were going on a quick hike. And I didn't bring my pack. I didn't have my uh, ruler with me. And uh, so all I had, I had my wallet. So I just threw a $20 bill on the ground and uh, took a picture, you know, used the $20 bill for scale. And everybody I've sent the picture to, the first thing they say is like, Oh, dude, you found $20 in the woods. <laughs> so, anyway uh, I don't think I'm going to do that anymore <laughs> uh, I'll have to find something like a pen or something to, to Gary me to use for scale so anyway we got a couple of nice pictures of that and I think what I'll do is when this episode drops is I will put them on the uh, alaskwatchpodcast.com website and I'll put them under the research tab so if you go to the website and look at the top there's a little menu there you can go to the store or research or news so if you click on the research tab I'll have pictures of those imprints that we took pictures of uh, on this trip if you want to take a look at them and uh, you know it could it's in my opinion it's it's either two things it's either a bear or sasquatch because they're where we were at there's no people absolutely no way there was anybody out there walking around barefooted. Like I said, we were crawling up these ridges on our hands and knees and we were actually going up one of these little ridges, uh, when Rob found the track and it kind of looks like, um, it it almost looks as if like somebody was going down the hill kind of sideways. You know how you'll walk sideways when you're going down a hill. So you don't, uh, um, gain momentum and, and, and fall. It's kind of almost what it looks like. So I will uh, post those pictures to the website, uh, so you can peruse them and head on over to the Alaska watch podcast website. And also while you're there, you can head over to the store and look at the shirts and some of the other products we have. Oh, I'm turning into a salesman, huh? I'm getting the hang of this retail thing. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, it was really quiet, uh, this trip and you know, we, we did a lot of, um, of speculation you know we sat around and we talked a lot rob roy and i and and the owner and you know it's just so not only is the sasquatch activity uh seems to have decreased Mm -hmm. but it seems like a lot of the other animals activity has decreased uh in the area because we were you know one of the possibilities that was thrown about was like well the they realized that you were going to build the cabin no matter what, and you weren't going away, so maybe they just left the area. And I mean, that's certainly a possibility, but given the decrease in other activity as well, for example, the owner and, and Rob experienced this last year, apparently there was a high concentration of um, hummingbirds. And the owner, he put out a couple of hummingbird feeders on the front porch of the cabin And they were getting emptied like every day or every other day. He'd have to fill them back up. And this year, I think he uh, filled them up and put them out maybe in April. And they're still full. So there has been no hummingbird activity. So it's not just a decrease in activity in suspected Sasquatches. It's also, it seems like there's a decrease in activity in other animals as well. So that makes me think that it's maybe not necessarily just the Sasquatch. It's not necessarily, it's something, in my opinion, I think it's something probably environmental that's going on in the area. Uh, and I don't think, obviously, you know, the, the hummingbirds were coming around because of the food. Uh, and you'd think if they knew there was food there, they would come back. So yeah, I can't I can't figure that one out. I can't figure out why <clears throat> there's a decrease in animal activity uh, we did have a recent large earthquake in the Aleutian, change that, uh, Aleutian Chain, not change. Um, I think I was trying to say chains, plural. Uh, and it was it was close. It was like a 7.9, something like that. It was one of the largest ones uh, that we've had recently. Uh, I personally did not feel it. I was actually out camping when it happened. I was about um, 80 miles up the road from Homer in the Sterling area and was uh, just crawling into my sleeping bag when it hit, and I didn't feel anything. Of course, I was moving around. I'm you know, getting in my rack, and I'm moving, so maybe I'm, it might have shook the ground a little bit, but if I was moving, I probably wouldn't have felt it, and my wife texted me on my inReach and was telling me that uh, she had felt it and that there was a tsunami warning, which, you know, luckily, we live high enough up that that's not really something we have to worry about. Uh, we don't have to worry about it reaching us, but we do have to worry about it taking out uh, you know the town and the infrastructure contained therein. Uh, our our uh, problem wouldn't be uh, our house uh, getting swept away. it would be us getting uh, food and other supplies after the tsunami. But uh, that was something that um, will Ulmer had had suggested, Uh, When I was telling him about the recent trip, he was saying, "Well, maybe it's because you know the earthquake. Maybe all the animals got scared and moved on." And I just, I don't, because it didn't hit us that hard here, so I don't, I don't think that was it. I don't know. I mean, it's possible. Anything's possible, but I just don't. I don't. I don't feel like it has anything to do with the cabin. I don't. I don't feel. I mean, this is just. You know, I'm speculating. I have no, nothing to base this on whatsoever, other than basically my own gut feelings. I don't think it has anything to do with the cabin or the cabin's construction. I think it's got something to do with the environment there where where it's located, or maybe maybe they're just some on some kind of cyclical uh, migration where they spend a year or two. In this area. And then they'll go spend another year or two over here. And then eventually they'll make their way back. I don't know. But uh, it seems like the activity. You know it took him. He's been working on the cabin for three years now I think. And it seems like the activity has been ever present. For the last three years when he's been there. So yeah. It's kind of weird. It would just stop all of a sudden. But uh, we. You know like I said. Rob Roy and I. We went out and explored around a little bit. And uh, something kind of odd that I noticed was that there wasn't really any bear sign. So we didn't see any, find any bear poop. And that, that's kind of really, that's odd to me. Um, I, I don't think there's a lot of bear around there. And in my opinion, as you guys know about my theory about bear and Bigfoot, I think uh, no bear is probably better uh, sign that there could be possible Sasquatch activity in the area. So... Anyway, I really had a great time out there, even though um, there wasn't a lot of uh, activity. Uh, we set up, I think the first night, we didn't stay up too late. We stayed up till like midnight, uh, just kind of BSing around the fire. And then the second night, I think we were up till about two in the morning. And I left a recorder out, and I hopefully um, I'll check that here pretty soon and, and see if we picked up anything. But yeah, it was a great time. Uh, so appreciative to get out there. I had a great time. <clears throat> we uh, went fishing, caught, caught a few fish. We didn't limit out. It was still a new experience for me. I've never really fished in the ocean for salmon. Uh, you know, I've always fished in lakes and rivers. <clears throat> I've done some halibut fishing before, but, uh, that was really my first time ever trolling for salmon. And that was a different experience. That was kind of, it was almost like, ha- <laughs> almost kind of like having to learn to fish all over again. And, uh, speaking of fishing, I'm going to go Gear up here in a couple hours and, and head out here locally and see if I can't get a few salmon. I've been trying to catch some fish for my in-laws uh, and haven't had a whole lot of luck. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's just the uh, the sasquatch and the hummingbirds that are um, decreasing in, in numbers. <laughs> it seems the fish are as well. So wish me luck, guys. I'm going to go out here in a couple hours and uh, fish for a little bit, try and catch a few salmon. Uh, probably just give them to the in-laws. I'm not a huge fish person. I don't, I don't eat fish a lot. Uh, it's not something, it's not that I don't like it. It's just, I just don't eat it that much. Uh, in fact, while we were at the cabin, uh, we had caught, uh, some really nice uh, fish and made some fish tacos and they were delicious. I think I ate like four of them and, and they weren't little tacos either. And I was I was sitting there, I was eating those fish tacos. I'm like, why don't I eat fish more? <laughs> so, yeah, we had, uh, that. that's one of the coolest things. If you've never done it before, I really recommend it. If you've never gone out and caught or killed an animal and then like eaten it right away, eat it while it's fresh, uh, it's really, it's kind of a neat experience. It's something that uh, not a lot of people have a lot of experience with anymore. You know, we're so removed from the process of how our food gets to the table. Uh, it just people lose lose sense. They lose touch uh, with the way things are supposed to be. Uh, you know, how you go out and you actually harvest the the animal and then, you know, you have to clean it and cook it. And we've just become so detached from that. It's, it's really, I think, uh, affected our society negatively. You know, there's people out there that, think that, you know, meat comes from supermarkets and that's about as far, that's as much as they think about it. So if you've got any, uh, kids that are, um, becoming, you know, they're, they're aging up the to teenager status there, you might want to take them out and, uh, take them fishing, take them hunting and, uh, just kind of teach them some skills or find somebody that can teach them some skills on, uh, how to take care of themselves and how to provide for themselves if they have to. I think uh, it's something that uh, everybody should uh, be familiar with. But I'm not here to preach to you about that. So anyway, yeah, I I don't know when I'm going to get out there again to the uh to the cabin, to area A, which I think we're going to be I think we're we're going to swap the name. I don't think the owners real happy with the name area A. Uh, and myself, I think it it's just it sounds too much like area X. Uh so I, I don't know. It's just my opinion. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know when I'm going to head out there again. Hopefully I'll get out there again before the end of the season. But uh, I will definitely post those pictures on the Alaska Watch Podcast website so you can take a look at them. Uh, I believe uh, Rob Roy, I believe he watermarked them. Uh, he's got his name on them. And uh, he's the one that uh, took uh, the most of the photos. So I will uh, post a few photos on there for you guys to look at. Uh, I didn't really get any footage uh, for a video. Uh, and one of the reasons was that I knew, you know, I've got so much footage from Washington that I still need to make videos of. I was kind of like, I've got enough videos. So I will uh, definitely throw those pictures up on the website and maybe maybe on Instagram too, just for, just for giggles. But uh, yeah, uh, that's about all I got for you folks. A short episode today, just talking about, uh, you know, a brief update on Area A. If you guys have any theories or ideas as to why maybe the activity has decreased, uh, I would love to hear them. Like I said, I don't, you know, my my personal opinion is I don't think it's necessarily related to the construction of the cabin. I don't necessarily think it's uh, related to... The recent earthquake. Because like I said, uh, there was no activity in April. And, you know, that was months and months before the earthquake that we just had. So anyway, I'm I'm open to your ideas and suggestions. Uh, I think, I don't know, I think personally, I think maybe it has something to do with uh, food sources or, you know, every some kind of like special plant is growing somewhere, that grows, only blooms or grows or bears fruit every two or three years. And maybe that's where they're at. They're up there somewhere where that plant is. And they'll be back uh, next year. Who who knows? Uh, it's it's all speculation at this point. But uh, I guess any theory is as good as the last. Maybe they got on board the mothership and went home. Who knows? So anyway, guys, I want you to be safe out there. Be careful. Uh, keep an eye out here. For more information on the Boreal Bigfoot Expo and other events that I uh, will be attending, uh, possibly CryptidCon here in November, as long as uh, everything keeps going the way it's going, hopefully uh, that is still on the table. And be sure and check out Chosen Few Apparel and the Alaska Watch Podcast website. So I will get off here, guys, and you all take care and be safe. <music>